بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد على آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحر نقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Imagine living in a country where you're not allowed to go to the masjid except on Fridays. Where you're not allowed to pray at school or at work. And if someone saw you trying to pray, you could get fired. Where girls and women cannot wear hijab to school or to work, or in government buildings, where men are arrested and suspected if they grow beards, and are tortured by having their beard hairs pulled out one by one, where you cannot tell people that you are a Muslim due to fear of persecution. Sadly, such places have existed around the world in the recent past, and still do. And some, unfortunately, are majority Muslim societies. Alhamdulillah, it is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He has blessed us with the opportunity to live in a country that is not only beautiful in terms of its natural beauty, but it also is up on the list is up high on the list when it comes to freedoms and human rights, including religious rights. Regarding natural beauty, once we were gone on a trip, and you know when you go to a trip, or go on a trip, you see new places, you go sightseeing, you take pictures, you know. And then we came back to Canada, alhamdulillah, we landed, we were driving back home, and it was around Maghrib time. And I was looking outside and I'm like, why did we travel so far? If you wanted to see nice, good sights, if you wanted to enjoy the, be- the, the, the beauty of the nature that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, what we have right here at home is actually more beautiful than what we just saw this entire trip that we were on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us in many ways. Uh, even the sights that we see in nature that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. But what happens is, when you're close to something and you see it regularly, you tend to lose appreciation for it. Other people will come from around the world to say, SubhanAllah, look at this, this is so beautiful, Canada is such a beautiful country. Uh, but because we live here, many times you won't appreciate it. Uh, so that was just a side note. So we are blessed, alhamdulillah, in terms of the natural beauty, but also in terms of the opportunities, the facilities, the freedoms, the human rights that we enjoy, alhamdulillah. Is it perfect? Of course not. Okay, there's nothing that's perfect in this world. Okay? So this country, this society, of course, is not perfect either. We are not perfect beings either. But there are not many other places in the world, especially in a majority non-Muslim country, where the majority of people who live there, the citizens, the residents, are not Muslims. Where workers are given a place to pray at work. Where students have places to pray on campuses and in schools. Even wudu stations in some places. You go to the parks of the St. Lawrence. There's a place for you to make wudu. You go to certain federal, you know, government buildings, campuses, and there's a place for Muslims to make wudu. 
not many places where sisters are allowed to go to school, you know, with hijab, wearing an abaya if they so choose, and to work like that. Even some sisters in niqab are actually working for corporations, for the federal government, and so on and so forth. Places where khatibs are not required to have their khutbah vetted, or where they are you know, given a prepared script. There's places like that. We don't realize it because we, we, we are so used to it. But there's places where a khatib, right, an imam, right, much more knowledgeable and higher stature than myself, because I'm nothing, right, is not able to speak and teach people according to what he has learned. But instead has to go pick up the khutbah with a recorder. So that he has to, you know, so that he, 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 because he has to record his khutbah and deliver it back, to deliver the recorder back to make sure that he said the khutbah as it was given to him. And he did not add anything of his own. Where you are allowed to be who you are. And this right of yours is protected by law. My brothers and sisters, these are tremendous blessings. These are tremendous blessings, especially in today's world. So imagine how much shukr, how much thanks and gratefulness is due upon us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting us these blessings. And how much of a responsibility we have upon our shoulders to contribute positively to this country and to this society. Alhamdulillah, yesterday I had the opportunity to deliver a khatib training presentation at a local high school. MashaAllah, some of the students are here today. And I have to say that it makes me tremendously and gratefully proud to see our youth and our children in schools gathering together to offer salah, concerned about their deen. We are very, very fortunate here, especially in our city, alhamdulillah, to have space and arrangements for Friday prayer for Salatul Jumu'ah in many schools, many public schools, and even for daily salah. That if a child, a student wants to offer salah in school, and if the students want to gather together and pray, the prayers that come during school hours, they have the right, the facilities, the opportunity to do that. Now I have to tell you though, what is unfortunate is when these facilities and these rights are not being used and taken advantage of by all of those who could and should be taking advantage of them. When there are Muslims, whether workers at work or students at school or on campus, who are not there to offer their salah, to take advantage of those facilities. Because if we don't use and exercise the rights and opportunities and the facilities that are offered to us, then they may not be around for the next generation. If we show demand, I don't mean we demand it, but we show that there is a demand for such facilities, then it becomes easier. It becomes easier, especially for those who will come after us. So to my young friends, boys and girls, if there are arrangements for salah, for prayer at your school, then please go and pray and take advantage of them. Parents, find out. 
If there are such facilities and arrangements in your child's school, and if there are, then encourage them to go and to take advantage of them. And like I said, boys and girls, so if the girls don't feel comfortable when the boys are offering salah, then you can split the time, but still go and participate. Create an environment in the school and on campus and in workplaces of goodness, of mutual care and concern. Because the school or your campus or your workplace is one community. And the Muslims, the believers who are there, are a community within a community. You see, the Prophet ﷺ has told us, إِنَّ الْمُؤْمِنَ لِلْمُؤْمِنِ كَالْبُنْيَانِ That verily the believers are like a structure. Right? There are like bricks in structure. Each part strengthening the other. And the Prophet ﷺ, when saying this, he claps his fingers together. So the believers are to be tied close to each other. Wherever we may be. In our mutual care and our concern for one another. So care for each other. And encourage each other to do good. Don't put each other down. Unfortunately what happens, because none of us are perfect, someone makes a mistake, someone slips, someone has a misunderstanding, someone goes astray for a bit. And instead of trying to help this person, instead of trying to save them, and instead of trying to be a positive influence, we push them deeper and deeper into that abyss. By talking bad about them, by backbiting about them, by mocking them, by speaking ill about them. And this happens in every community, every society unfortunately. So when we see that someone is struggling, we should be concerned for their well-being. We should be making dua for them. We should be trying to reach, we should be trying to reach out to them. We should try to reach out to them so that we can help them through their struggle and through their challenge. So try to uplift each other and be a positive influence on one another. You see my brothers and sisters, Amr bil ma'roof wa nahi anil munkar to call to goodness and to discourage from that which is wrong is an essential part of our deen. It is an essential part of being a Muslim that you are not just concerned about yourself, but you are also worried about others as well. Okay, that doesn't mean that you go around bossing people around, okay, shouting at people and you know being rude. That's not what it means. But what it means is that you are concerned about yourself, your iman, your state first, absolutely. But your concern is not just limited to yourself. But you're worried about your community. You're worried about your fellow brothers and sisters. You're worried about your fellow brothers and sisters in faith and in humanity. You're concerned about all of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ Let there be a group amongst you who will call others to goodness. وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Encourage what is good and forbid what is wrong. It is they who will be successful. It is they who will be successful. So my brothers and sisters, my young friends, show the best of character 
to the broader school community, to the broader community at work. So they associate Islam and Muslims with the true teachings of Islam, with compassion, with humility, with ihsan, excellence, and trying your best in everything that you do, and associated with kindness and forgiveness and forbearance. So that when they see a Muslim, and they think of a Muslim, when they hear about a Muslim, this is what they think of. There was an incident, a case, where a brother was arrested for accusations which were not true. Big news in the media. Big headlines everywhere. National news. They went to his neighbors. Okay, this was in Quebec. They went to his neighbors, the media went to his neighbors to interview the neighbors to ask them what they thought about this arrest of their neighbor, their former neighbor. But you know what stole the headline? What stole the headline was the comment of an elderly French neighbor, woman, senior citizen, who said, I cannot believe that this accusation is true. I refuse to believe this accusation because of the character that this person had showed when they were my neighbor. How they had treated me and taken care of me when they were my neighbor. So I don't care what the police or the authorities are saying, what the media is saying. I refuse to believe it. And she was right. She was right. It was true. Because the accusations were false. So this is the power. This is the power of good character. So have good character with everyone. Regardless of who they are. Regardless of even how they treat you. Right? And especially when it comes to teachers and those in authority to the greatest degree of respect. So that your teachers remember you that yes, I had this Muslim student 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And this is was their behavior. This is how they stood out in excellence in their studies, their effort, their character and their behavior with everyone else. Remember my brothers and sisters that we are all ambassadors of Islam. We are all, every single one of us is an ambassador of Islam. So be a good ambassador and give a good representation of your deen. Nowadays, we find that sadly, many young people are attracted to to gangs, to gangs that commit crimes. And there's various reasons for that. Some of them are they're looking for acceptance, looking for brotherhood. Why not create a gang of faith and mercy? I'll give you a name. Call it the soldiers of mercy. Soldiers of mercy that are known for their devotion to deen and also their kindness and compassion and mercy towards others who exhibit the best of character towards their peers, their teachers, the school community, the neighborhood. And they show the good character of Islam. The good character that Islam teaches in a practical and positive way. For parents, know that for the most part, there could be some variation, but for the most part, our public schools can be very, very accommodating. But you just need to approach it in the right way. First, you have to have the concern. Secondly, you have to approach it in the right way. So issues that may be of concern to you, like dance classes, music, concerns about parts of the curriculum, you know, getting time for Salatul Jum'ah if there is no arrangements at school. 
all of these things can be dealt with if you approach it wisely and kindly. And ideally in the beginning of the year. Approach it in the beginning of the year. Ask for a meeting with the principal. Ask for a meeting with the teachers. And discuss everything frankly. In a positive way. Not that you are attacking them or they're your adversary. But rather with a collaborative approach. Tell them you don't want to bother them in the middle of the year. You don't want to be an annoying parent. So you'd rather discuss things frankly and openly in the beginning of the year. These are our values. These are our concerns. This is what I want my child to do. This is what I don't want my child to do. This is where I'm flexible. So you have an open dialogue. And you tell them what your priorities are. They will tell you what their limitations are. And you try to work it out. My friends, remember that you are a Muslim. One who submits to Allah's commands and His guidance and His decisions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِمَّا دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And whose words are better? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whose words can be better than someone who calls others to Allah and does good and says, I am truly one of those who submit. I am truly from amongst the Muslims. Sufyan ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu reported that I said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell me of a saying in Islam, after which I will not need to ask anyone after you. Tell me of a saying in Islam, after which I will not need to ask anyone after you. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded, and said, Ya say, I believe in Allah. Qul amantu billah, thumma staqim. Say, I believe in Allah. Declare that I believe in Allah. And then, be steadfast. Have istiqam. Brothers, please move forward and fill in the gaps. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in the Quran, Inna al-lazina qalu rabbun Allah. Surely those who have declared that our Lord is Allah. Alhamdulillah, everyone has done that. We declare that Allah is our Lord. Then they remain steadfast. Because when you declare that Allah is your Rabb, that means something. It's not a meaningless statement. It means something. So, and then they remain steadfast upon that, what that entails and what it means. What will happen? تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا Upon them, angels will descend, saying, do not fear and do not grieve. وَلَا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَعَدُونَ And be happy with the news, with the good news of Jannah, of the paradise that you have been promised. And then what do the angels what will the angels say? نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاهُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ We have been your friends. We have been your friends, your protectors, your guardians in the worldly life. And will remain as such in the hereafter. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ and for you here is whatever your soul's desire, meaning in Jannah, not in the dunya, in the Jannah. For you here is whatever your soul's desire, and for you here is whatever you call for. 
Ibn Kafir rahimahullah says about the statement that we have been your friends, your awliya of this world and are so in the hereafter. It means that the angels will say to the believers, when death approaches, we have been your friends, meaning your close companions in this world, in this world, or right now, protecting you and helping you by the command of Allah. And we will be with you in the hereafter, keeping you from feeling lonely in your graves. And when the trumpet is blown, we will reassure you on the day of resurrection, and we will take you across the Sirat and bring you to the gardens of delight to Jannah. So when a person is driven by their love and their duty towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there is a special protection and blessings that come to them in the form of supporting guardian, guardian angels that we cannot see, we may not notice, that are sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now steadfastness, this is the fruit of steadfastness. Steadfastness is for all times. But challenging environments that we might face, we might face outside at school as an example, require more steadfastness, more will, greater determination to do what is right. The Prophet ﷺ said, Bada al-Islam gharibah. Islam began as something which was strange. And will return as something strange. So give glad tidings to the strangers. When Islam began, it was something strange. People didn't get it. They didn't understand. They thought it was weird. It was odd. The Muslims stood out. And then there was a time when it became normalized, accepted. And the Prophet is telling us that there will be caught a time again, which perhaps is today's time, when Islam will again become something strange. But the Prophet tells us, give glad tidings to the strangers. So don't be worried about being different and being strange because of your Islam, but give glad tidings to the believers because they're doing something right. So yes, my friends and my brothers and sisters, we are different. We are different. People will be curious and ignorant and perhaps even hateful towards us. But being different is not bad. Being different is not a bad thing. It is a blessing when Islam makes you different in a good way. And you, every single one of us, you do have the power to turn that difference of yours that comes because of being a Muslim, turn that into a strength. So my brothers and sisters, my friends, let us think, how can I use the teachings of my religion as a strength in a positive way? How can I find opportunities to share the beauty of my deen with others? How can I be more steadfast in my deen, in my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at school and at work. How can I be a better ambassador of Islam? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, protect our youth and our children and our future generations. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us, our and their iman, and to increase it and not to decrease it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless this land in its goodness and protect it from harm and injustice. We ask Allah Azza wa Jalla to make us good human beings, good citizens, who are, and good Muslims who are a source of comfort and guidance for others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us towards everything that is right, protect us from everything that is wrong. May Allah Azza wa Jalla grant us istiqamah, steadfastness, and strength to stand firm upon His teachings and that of His beloved Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen wa khudamana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
We have with us uh, brothers from the Islamic Society of uh, Gloucester. Uh, so inshallah, uh, I've asked uh, Brother Haji Abdurrahim uh, to come up and say a few words, inshallah.